Hey, Dreamers, I can't believe it. We are so close to Dreamers Podcast existing for three whole years. To celebrate this amazing accomplishment, I have decided to put together a live event here just outside of Philadelphia, May 20th. DreamCon will be an all-day event where you can meet past guests, network with other Dreamers, and play minute-to-minute games to raise money for charity, and of course, so much more. Tickets are on sale now at superjoepardo.com slash dreamcon. I can't wait to see you all there. Hey, Dreamers. My guest today is making her dreams come true by serving in her highest capacity, which I can totally get behind. When it comes to me and how I like to interact with the world, um, it's it's really about how much performance I can give and how much good I can give back to ev- like everything and everything that I do. So I, I really am excited to bring you um, a Facebook ad strategist today. Uh, Dreamers, I'd like to welcome to the show, and I'm going to mess it up, Mar... It's because I keep wanting to say Maria because it's from the Italian, but it's Maria. 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 Yes, Maria. I got. I, 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 do it. I even wrote it down phonetically, and I still mess it up. Maria that's, that's Jan. Because okay. I keep because yes. I have like so many cousins and things that name Maria, or being Italian and all. So um, everyone's you know Rita Marie and uh, yeah. Anyway, how are we doing today? Yeah, I'm very good. How are you? Oh, I am wonderful. Every day is just more magical than the last. And I wish I was being sarcastic, but I'm not. It really is. I'm I'm so fortunate to be doing what I'm doing. So I, I'm just so thankful that I am. And I get to speak to awesome people like you that are from Pakistan, as you told me before the show, but living in Australia for the last 15 years. Mm-hmm. That's right. Now, how how did you wind up in Australia? Okay, so I met my husband. He's an Australian. He was visiting Pakistan um, at that time. And he's originally from Pakistan as well, but um, uh, he was based in Australia. So uh, I met him in Pakistan, and uh, we got married, and then I came to Australia. So that's the that's actual story. That's how it happened. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh, I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, all right. So, so... Maria, why don't you get started by giving some background about yourself, aside from how you got to Australia? Yeah, okay. So basically, my background is in academia. Uh, Before I started my business, I was teaching. I was teaching business communication and business mathematics. Um, I've got an MBA, so I was working in marketing as well as teaching. Um, So that's what I was doing. So after I got married, after I had kids, I actually made a decision that I did not um, want to go back to my corporate job and I wanted to stay home with my kids. So that was super important to me because I I saw all my friends around me and they were working these long hours and they were just struggling to make it work, right? So I had, even long before I had kids, um, at the back of my mind, I always knew that while my kids would be little, I would, you know, I would want to stay home with them. That's that was one of the things that I had in my mind, although at that time I had no idea how I would make it happen. So, you know, so that's, yeah, that's what I always thought. And so um, after I had my kids, 
I stayed at home. And you know how it is with kids. You know, initially it's like, you know, fun, it's nice. But after a while, it starts to get a little bit, I don't know about you because you've got a baby as well. For me, like I wanted to get something that would keep me sane. So I wanted to keep my sanity intact. I want, I, But I didn't want to go back to work. So what I basically did was that I started a blog and um, that was 2010. And actually a friend of mine recommended it to me and she said, why don't you start a blog? And if you can believe it, <clears throat> excuse me, I didn't even know what a blog was at that point in time, but I had always enjoyed writing. So I thought, okay, I'd give it a go. So I started my personal blog and then pretty soon I started noticing that, you know, I was attracting all of all sorts of people who were really resonating with my content, with the way I wrote, with my voice. And so pretty soon from that point onwards, I fell into freelance content creation because I had that background as well. I started learning everything I could about internet marketing. So guest blogging, um, uh, list building, creating online courses, and so on and so forth. So to cut the uh, story short, um, uh, fast forward, uh, you know, six years, um, I had built a business. I was doing well, it was comfortable. I was working with one-on-one clients. I was teaching them how to grow their email lists and how to sort of, you know, attract clients and generate profits in the business with small, tiny lists. But what was happening that I was getting burnt out and I was thinking, so how could I, you know, take my business forward and just, you know, maybe not do this freelance content creation and, you know, this sort of work anymore. So then I, by chance, I stumbled into Facebook ads and I said, okay, I'm going to give it a try. And initially what I did was that I started experimenting with Facebook ads in my own business. So that was in 2012, 2013. And I started getting some really great results for myself. And I started sharing these results with some of the people around me and they said, okay, so could you get a similar sort of results? And I said, okay, let me try. So I did not pretend that I was an expert because I had been at that point in time just doing it for myself. And I said, okay, I'm happy to give it a go, but just know that, you know, um, I've only run ads for myself. So then I started running ads for all these people in different sorts of industries. So I was literally in the trenches, you know, I was learning, I was experimenting and pretty soon um, I saw that, you know, it sort of, it was my zone of genius. Like I was getting these amazing results for coaches, experts, service-based entrepreneurs who have tiny budgets, as you would know, right? We don't have deep pockets. So I was helping them. Then work started to grow from there. And then last year, actually, I launched my Facebook ad strategy and done for you business like properly. And that's how my business exploded. And, um, uh, you know, that's, and that's what I do now. So it was um, an evolution in my business and in my journey. Uh, it started out as something completely different, but um, it ended up uh, being Facebook ad strategy and what I'm doing now for my clients. You know, it's it's funny that we, you know, in most cases with businesses, we, we start out by just doing it for ourselves because we love it and we enjoy it. And, or, or you know, it, we're, we're, we're challenged by doing it and then other people take notice and we, we wind up doing it for other people. Um, and I think in 2012 it was pretty, still pretty early on for, uh, for like the Facebook ad game, not like it is today where everybody is a, uh, you know, a Facebook ad expert. Um, yes. And, and, and while I will say, I, I, you know, Facebook ads for me, how it seems to, from my perspective, and I've only done like a limited amount of amount with it. It seems like it has gotten a lot 
better and a lot more like streamlined uh, for people to to jump in and, and spend money, which if I was them, I'd be like, okay, we, we made this same uh, amount of money. How do we make this even easier for more people to jump in? I mean, they have like the boost button and, and uh, you know, that actually, I think that's gotten actually better over the years than originally. Um, but yeah, it's because I mean, it's not a whole game plan, but it's a, it's a way of getting more pe- paying for people to see it. Right. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Um, in 2013, 2014, um, I would say Power Editor was a nightmare, okay? It was so clunky. It was so hard to use. You couldn't make your way around it. You know, it, it was really, really hard. But nowadays, you, you, oftentimes, you know, I'd be in Power Editor and I, you know, I, um, I forget that I'm in Power Editor because, you know, they are streamlining it so much that it starts to resemble the ads manager more and more, right? And also, they can, like you said, you know, boost button is the easy button because Facebook wants the, you know, the users to spend money with them. So they give them the boost button and they say to them, look, this is super easy. Just click that button and, you know, we'll push out your content in front of your ideal perfect audiences and you can get in front of them. And while you can't do that with organic reach, so they make it super, super easy, but it's not, you know, the reality of it, it's not unless you you know what you're doing. And also, um, for example, the boost bus- button, it still has limited capability. Like, you know, you, they're still improving the targeting options and things like that, but you cannot um, boost a post and get the similar sort of results um, as you would by creating a proper ad campaign inside the Power Editor. So yes, so they're making it easy, but I think it's still worth getting yourself educated around Facebook ads. If, um, for anyone who wants to, you know, uh, start experimenting with if they haven't already. Uh, and if they're doing it still, if they're boosting posts, this is something that I don't recommend. Um, <laughs> I say that, yes, learn to do the ads properly and then uh, set up the conversion campaigns and whatever you need. But yeah, move away from the boost button, you know, step away from it. That's what I like to say. <laughs> no, I, I would totally agree. I um, I think it's funny because like when I was trying to do it back in 2014, was the like the first like introduction I start when I started working with Facebook ads and it it just seemed like it was written by the programmers for programmers you, mm-hmm. you know and it's like it's it's taken this many years to get to the point where it's like they realize that with all the money in the world that they have why would you not have some focus groups of like regular everyday business owners to like how do I figure this out so I don't have to pay someone else to go do it um, uh-huh. and, and streamline? And it seems like they've gotten better and better, but but man, has it taken a long time to get <laughs> to get to where we're at? Yep. 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 So so um, what, so let's let's talk about like um, some more of the first steps that you took, like once you you made that jump from like, OK, I'm doing this for myself to I'm going to start doing this for other people. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so when, so at the beginning of my journey, when I was just starting, um, when I was just getting confidence around running Facebook ads for myself and for others, what I was doing was that I was just offering to run campaigns for people. Okay. So I didn't have any like sort of, you know, packages. And I was saying, okay, so for, you know, this amount of money, I'm going to run an ad campaign for you. Or if I was asking people, um, you know, have you got any issues with your Facebook ads? So maybe I can come in and, you know, troubleshoot those issues, have a look at your ads account, and maybe, you know, make your ads, um, ads work better. 
So that's all what I was doing at that point. And then what I did was that, um, to be really honest, I was a little bit confused. Like I didn't know how I could add value to people, how I could, you know, um, uh, take it forward. I knew that I was really good at it and I was getting those results, but I was a little bit stuck on, okay, so how should I, you know, find clients? How should I promote myself? So what I did was that I started working with a sales coach and then she helped me sort of, you know, understand my value. She helped me see the value that I was bringing to these businesses because I was literally delivering them leads. Okay, so highly targeted leads. And, you know, that would be a direct, um, uh, uh, you know, from those leads, they're going to grow their businesses. So she helped me see the value that I was bringing to the table. She helped me um, create packages. So then I started saying to people, okay, I'm not, um, no longer going to run your campaigns uh, like, you know, here and there that, uh, okay, let me come in and do uh, two campaigns for you, three campaigns for you. So she helped me create packages. My first package was uh, three months long. And because that's how long I felt it needed uh, for me to get some solid return on investment for my clients, um, because it does take time. So Facebook ads are no magic pill. It does take time. So I said to them, okay, you've got to commit to three months to working with me and this is what's going to happen and then i started offering those packages and started selling those packages um initially i did uh, some facebook advertising on my own to actually attract those clients so i did webinars and then i would you know um what i would say is i would give them you know a ton of useful content but then at the end of the webinar what i would do would that i was uh, i would ask them to book a call with me so i wouldn't say to them okay go here click the link and buy this package, um, I would give them the link to book a discovery call with me. So then I'd get them on the phone and I would have a conversation with them to see if it's a great fit. And then I would make an offer. So that's how I started getting my initial clients. And then after that, um, um, the word spread pretty quickly. So then I started getting clients through referrals and word of mouth. And yeah, so that's, that's how it happened. I think working with a sales coach, working with somebody who helped me see the value and package my expertise in a way that, you know, um, it will uh, uh, set me apart from others and also help potential clients see what's possible for them, I think was a really, um, uh, was instrumental in my success. Yeah, you know, I, I think that the the idea that the, the discovery call is, is really a, a valuable tool because, it gives you an opportunity to take, you know, they know something about you, right? They went to the webinar. They know something about you. They got information that can help them. Um, but then they didn't get to have a one-on-one call with you. And having that one-on-one call is just, you know, it makes you real, right? It, it takes that like, oh, I thought, you know, I didn't know if that webinar was even real or not. Like maybe or not real, but pre-recorded or, or, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it takes it to the, to that, like, now this person is a real person I'm talking to and, yeah, and, and that, also, that can make a lot of difference. Yeah. And, and I, one thing I would add is that on a webinar, so it's okay to send people to a sales page if you're selling something that's thousand dollars or less. So if you're selling something for, you know, $250, $500, even 997, 
then you know you don't need to get people on a uh, on a call with you you can pretty much send them to a sales page and they can buy off of that sales page but if you're going to work with them in one on one capacity and your packages are $3000 and above for whatever length of time for 3 months 6 months i think um, you know um, it's hard for anyone to invest that kind of money without speaking to you first because they want to see you know they want to get your vibe they want to see if you know if you can get along and maybe have a bit of a laugh on the call together so i think it's super important if you want to work with someone in that capacity that you are a coach or a consultant or you are providing a very high touch done for you service then get them on a call because it's you know not only are they you know um looking at you whether it's a great fit but you are doing the same thing as well right it could be that some you cannot let uh, somebody just book um, a package with you without talking to them uh, them first So yeah it it works for both parties I think. Yeah, no I I would I would totally agree. I I know I wouldn't be willing to spend more than I don't know 1000 which is is probably like the upper limit that I would you're uh-huh. right probably. Between well may, maybe a little bit more depending on the on what I was going to be getting out of the out of it but um but yeah not not uh, definitely not above in my opinion not above 5000 probably closer to no not above 2000. Um yeah it's mm-hmm. yeah it's yeah. definitely depending depending on what they're going to get out of it it I think that it could vary but yeah anything much more than 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 two is is tough I I would think um so anyway uh what how, you know how did your family take this idea of you not climbing that corporate ladder anymore uh my family is really cool um and also they're in pakistan so they don't know what's happening like my uh, uh you know um with my husband though I mean, you know, he um he's fine with whatever I do. Um he's a he's in IT, he's a pro- analyst programmer. So he's, you know, he makes really good money himself. So for him it wasn't um, an issue in the beginning. Uh you know, that what I was doing um with my life or with my career. He was totally on board. Um he did think though it it took a long time because it did take me 6 7 years to get here. So but but yeah but yeah he was on for most part he was on board yeah Wow okay well that that's that's great to hear um now i i know that uh you are a a, a lifelong learner who uh listens to podcasts right you love listening to podcasts so i mm-hmm. was curious if uh you had a few podcasts that you would uh like to share Yeah so um i nowadays i listen to podcasts Uh, that i can learn uh, from you know myself so my the number one podcast that i listen to is perpetual traffic from digital marketer because they talk about you know facebook ads and um you know uh, email marketing and um uh, i mean you know online marketing yeah so that's uh, one of the best um, one of my most favorite podcasts to listen to then again rick moredi is again you know he talks about facebook ads as well so i listen to that amy porterfield um is another podcast that i listen to um yeah so mostly i would say yes that i listen to podcasts in my in my field um uh, so i'm always learning and yeah i would say these are few of my most favorite ones that i um re- listen to regularly awesome do do you listen like doing any particular tasks like uh working out or dri- like driving or is there is there a time in which you you enjoy listening yeah uh i'm on the treadmill usually when i'm listening to a podcast uh that's the easiest thing to do 
and uh, yeah, if um, that's usually when I listen to if I am if I go out for a walk again, um, that's when I listen to podcasts. Um, if I'm cooking or I'm in the kitchen, then yeah, that's another time when I would listen to the podcast. Oh, I, I love it. I you know I I um I can't listen to podcasts while I'm running, but I definitely do listen while uh while while I'm uh either driving or uh, <laughs> uh what was the other thing I I, I uh oh so while while I'm running or or we're on the treadmill or the elliptical um I'll I'll watch documentaries because I need that visual stimulation ah uh, okay you know what I mean like yeah. if it, 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 you know listening to stuff is fine I mean I'm listening to a documentary more or less but but having that visual stimulation is a lot less boring than than uh than just listening to people talk because it's it to me it's tough. It's yeah, I can do yeah. it while I walk. Like if I'm walking my daughter, who you may or may not be able to hear in the background screaming um, <laughs> that she doesn't want to go to sleep. Um, <laughs> it's uh, so I can listen all like then, but even then, I have to listen at like two x speed to uh, to get through it because it just like I just like cut out all the all the fluff and all the 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 se- you know the seconds in between words and all the thing i'm doing right now where i'm stalling because i can't think yeah, straight yeah you know what you know what uh, that's what i do as well um i <laughs> listen to it at 1.5 or double the speed as well um yeah so that's what i do so um what's been your biggest roadblock okay i would say myself i think i was the one who was holding me back and i was the one who was getting in my own way because i had all sorts of you know um, notions in my head that um, uh, uh, based on my background, based on who I am, based on, I was thinking that, you know, okay, I'm not good enough. People are not going to take me seriously. People are not going to understand my accent. People are not going to, you know, like me for whatever reason. So I think my biggest issue was my own mindset. Okay. And so when I worked with a coach and she helped me see as long as I deliver results, as long as I bring value, I mean, she said people don't care, okay, you know, what you sound like and where you come from. So that to me was one of the things that really held me back. Um, I wasn't showing up fully, like I wasn't being uh, visible and I was just sort of hiding behind things, uh, you know, and that's why I was so comfortable doing the writing part and the content creation. And as soon as I realized, okay, I'm really, really good at what I do. This is my zone of genius, but this is how I serve people, right? This is how I bring value to them. Then, yes, I had no problems switching that around. And now I feel like, okay, so what if I sound like that? So what if I talk really fast? You know, I attract the kind of people who like me for who I am. And, you know, so yeah, so here we are, right? You know, if you had asked me like a couple of years back, even last year, that you would be, you know, uh, you'd be you'd be giving interviews on podcasts and I'd be... I'd say to you, no way. I mean, are you out of your mind? Like, that's not going to happen. That's not me, you know. Um, so, yeah, so I would say my, I, I would, I don't, um, um, I, I think that's, that's all on me. Uh, and, um, you know, that's, that was, that's my responsibility that if, you know, uh, I was actually holding myself back. So, yeah. I think it's really easy to fall into that trap um, because, you know, we are the, our toughest critics and, um, I'm glad that you you figured out and found out that that it you know being yourself works because that's what just what everybody else is doing. We're not projecting what you want to see. I mean, unless I mean some people are, but 
but for the most part we're we're just being ourselves and uh that's what we're we're connecting with people that that identify with that you know we had the we had the fortune i mean it's the it's a blessing and curse having like seven billion plus people on the earth right like uh-huh. it's it's awesome because we can find people that identify with us and get us um but you know get get our flavor of awesome if you will and yeah and uh there but at the same time i mean it's it it stinks because like resources and all those other reasons but uh, I, I really, I mean, to me, I'm, I'm all about connecting with people. So for me, it's, it's awesome. <laughs> ah, thank you so much. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, that's definitely been the thing for me. And when you talk about being authentic, uh, you know, everybody talks about it, but it's not easy, is it? Uh, you know, that just show up as who you are and people are going to like you for who you are. So I think um, it, it's not as easy as people make it sound like. So, yeah. So that was my thing. It's definitely not easy, um, you know, to be to be yourself. I mean, we we grow up and and in most cultures that I mean I know of, at least in American culture, at the very least, you know, it's we we have a um, a vision and a dream of what is acceptable and what is um, expected and how we are supposed to act and who we're supposed to um, gravitate towards, and and to some extent we do. But, uh, I think as you, as you can get a little bit older and a little more wiser, you, you start to understand that it, that's not really that important because there's mm-hmm. other people like you outside of your own little town and your own little bubble of a world that are, are very much, uh, can identify with how you are. Yeah, that's exactly right. So uh, I just want to remind everyone that you're the they're listening to the the Dreamers podcast, and I'm here, and I'm going to mess up the name again, but I'm going to try not to. Uh, Mar- Maria, yes, yes, I didn't mess it up, and uh, we're talking about uh, how she, you know how she got started uh, be in becoming a Facebook ad strategist here on the Dreamers podcast, and um, so Maria. What was your childhood dream growing up? Okay, so um, it's very interesting. So, so I'm okay originally from Pakistan, right? So, when I was little, um, I'm, I had a pretty happy childhood, no complaints there whatsoever. And I came from a family where, um, you know, um, we are all about learning. Okay, so our, our house was always filled with books. There were tons of newspapers and ma- ma- uh, magazines that came in. My dad was at that time, he, he was in the Navy, so we kept moving around. So basically, um, I was obsessed with reading from an early age. I still remember a time when I had a pile of books just next to my bed, bed, bedside, and I would just read like a maniac, right? I, I absolutely, absolutely loved reading. And so I love reading. I loved uh, uh, telling stories. And um, uh, at that point in time, probably my dream was to grow up and be a famous author because, you know, probably that's what I wanted to be. Um, uh, you know, I, would, I, I wanted to grow up and write all those stories. Um, and now as I grew up, um, I had that entrepreneurial streak in me still, but I didn't realize it because when I was 11 years old, I actually, you know, all of my books that I had in my house, I started a library from my home and I would lend out those books to kids and I would charge like, you know, what I was equivalent to probably, you know, 10 cents for just borrowing a book or something like that. And then I, you know, I published a magazine, which was just, 
you know, um, a notebook and I had written all the sorts of stories in there, poems in there. I had cut out different jokes and, you know, pictures and I pasted in there. And I would also give it out um, uh, to, uh, to kids that they could borrow at home, for, for example, for 10 cents as well. So I was doing all those things. Um, my dream was that I, what I wanted to do was to have a, like I always wondered, even from a young age, that what was the purpose of my life? So it seems so cliche now, but I can talk about it. So even though I was young, I was always wondering that I'm meant to be doing something in this world. And what could that be? And what would that look like? And what's the purpose of me being alive? And, you know, how can I? So at that point, I didn't think like that. But in hindsight, I could say that I always was fascinated with how I could, you know, help more people and make an impact in the world. So that, that was my dream that looked like being an author at one point, being a librarian at one point, being a magazine publisher and, at one point. But it was all about being um, uh, following your dreams, uh, living your passion and, uh, you know, living a purposeful life. And that lives right here, at, just at home at the on the Dreamers podcast. So that yeah. that is awesome. You know, it's funny. Uh, a lot of people don't know. In in fourth grade, I was doing something similar with uh, like developing my own like newspaper slash magazine okay. concept thing that I was giving out to my classmates. Um, mm-hmm. And and yeah, as I think I did that for like, I don't know, probably like three or four or five months in a, in a row where we were, I had my aunt help me to, to put that together, yeah. uh, back yeah. in, I mean, cause at the time it was like 90 would have been like 96. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was, it was quite, quite a ways ago. So doing all the printing and stuff was quite expensive yeah. and, uh, yeah. you know, it's yeah. So, um, so it's, I'm I'm glad to see that you you are you know in many ways have followed your your passion and your dream uh, to where you're at now. Yes, I mean I've literally created my own job, isn't it? Because I've brought all my life experiences and my uh, sort of um, uh, strengths and my expertise to what I do now. Because as a Facebook ad strategist, it's not about just running ads. It's all it's about creating a strategy. It's about you know having a big picture view of where the client wants to go and looking at their business and then bringing in all of those elements. So copy landing pages. So all of my strengths and expertise, I think you know uh, it's sort of um, uh, it's uh, it's being combined in what I what I do now. I would say. So yeah, so I'm pretty stoked. I think yeah, it's a great place to be. <laughs> oh, I I would totally agree. Totally agree. So, um, what does your dreams for the future look like? Yep. Yeah, okay. So, um, the thing is now uh, that I am working with one-on-one clients, the only package that I've had, I've got at this moment is you know is high-end working one-on-one, and I'm almost completely booked out, so I can't take any more clients. So I am sort of probably now looking into creating some sort of um, uh, like a group coaching program or a membership site or or course of some sorts. So um, I'll probably start because I don't want to go down the agency route where I want to sort of bring in more people or hire people or things like that. That's not what I want to do. So I'm going to go down the route, as you would probably Americans would say, um, you know, um, being the infopreneur, uh, so create products and 
uh, make a bigger impact and help people. And I do understand, I do realize that not everybody, not everyone can afford to work with me at this price point. So I want to bring out stuff that can, you know, reach more people and help those people. And so that's the direction I'm going into. Uh, it's just going to, I'm just going to take it slow because I've tried many things in the past that didn't work. So I am going to take it definitely slow. It's all about, you know, creating the lifestyle and having the freedom. So again, I don't want to work like, you know, 14, 16 hours a day. Um, uh, so yeah, so that's sort of the direction I think um, I'm going to be taking in the business. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't think I blame you at all. I mean, if you, um, if you're to that point where, where, where people aren't able to work with you, but at least you have people, you know, people are still coming to you. So, so at that mm -hmm. point, you could put those those products together and and help people in that sense. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it does put you in a good position where you don't have to, uh, go down the route of increasing your headache, if you will. Um, oh. you know, in adding more employees and, and all of that, if that's not what you really want to, uh, you know, to accomplish. So, no, I, I, I think it makes sense. And, um, that I, you know, it, I, I know that the creating the info products, I mean, I have quite, you know, a handful of info products myself. Um, it's, it, you know, it, it's not bad as long as you have people coming to it, but since you have the, the Facebook background, you know, the Facebook ads background, you know, sending traffic to those products would be uh, pretty, pretty easy for you. So I, yeah, I think, yeah, I, I think that you're going to hit a home run with it for sure. Oh, okay. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so. So yeah, it's still in the works. I'm still just, you know, uh, working out the details. So, um, but that's definitely something that I'm working towards. You know, I, I think the only thing that, um, if I could, you know, keep, keep in mind the fact that you're, it's a different, um, it's a, it's a different type of client that you're, or part, you know, people that you're going to be marketing to, right. The more of the do it yourselfers than the, than the people that like will pay you to just do it for them. Yeah, exactly. So it's going to be a different client avatar altogether. So the, the clients that I am currently helping with, they are, you know, um, a multiple six figures, seven figures business owners. And so, you know, I come on as a consultant, as a, and as a Facebook ad strategist for them. But the client, the, the type of client that I do want to work is a client who is not at that six figure mark yet. Um, and you know, they're, they're probably profitable. They're bringing in some money, you know, and so they want to learn how to do the Facebook ads themselves. So that's a completely different type of client that to, to the client that I'm working with now, because the client that I'm working with now, they don't want to learn Facebook ads. They just want to outsource it because they've got, you know, better things to do in their business. They've got clients of their own and they're, you know, really busy building their businesses. So they don't want to learn Facebook ads. But the other type of client that I want to help uh, is somebody who, uh, you know, wants to learn how to do Facebook ads. So, yeah, so it's a different persona altogether. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, um, but, and I always have to pause, man, I am so, so, so bad at this. Uh, and I, cause it keeps wanting to come out as Maria, uh, Mar Maria, Mar Maria, remember Mario, 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 Mario yes, yes, and then Mario. Mario. Yes. yes, Maria, Maria. That's fine. That's uh, fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> how can people connect with you online? Yeah, okay. So um, uh, people can find me uh, at my website, which is mariajan.com. 
So M A R Y A J A N MariaJan dot com. And if they go to my website, I've actually put together a guide for anybody who wants to sort of explore Facebook ads and they want to know what's possible and if they want to start creating a Facebook ad strategy for themselves. So they can go to MariaJan dot com slash free guide. Oh, that's awesome. I hope that they do. And um, yeah, I, you know, I think, you know, if you're if you're in that space where you're trying to figure out like what could work for you, um, but you don't have the, the tons and tons of money getting any information at that point would be really helpful, right? Like ha- having having something to start to, to build off of is, is so much easier than like, spending all the money to figure it out like everything out from the start and i mean you make a really good point i actually say to people that you know if you are maybe new if you're starting out if you are at you know your early stage of business then actually do not invest in facebook ads just yet so try and build your um, audience organically um, you know do guest blogging pitch to podcast be on social media and then in the meantime learn more about Facebook ads, right? Because the thing is that if you said, okay, I can, you know, um, I'm very new. I don't have a ton of money. Uh, Let me just spend $100 on Facebook ads or $300 on Facebook ads. The thing is, if you don't know what you're doing, Facebook will gladly take all of your money and will not give you anything in return, right? So I do believe that there's a time and place to run Facebook ads. The best time to actually start running Facebook ads is when you've got a cash flow, when you've got, you know, clients coming in, when you've got proven offers in your business and you're making some money in your business and only at that point you should be, you know, looking at Facebook ads. So um, if you're for anyone who's not there yet, I think my advice would be to just start um, getting um, educated on Facebook ads. So, so when, you know, you're ready to start spending some money, um, then you'll know what you're doing and then, uh, you know, you'll be in a much better place. So yeah, so that's my two cents of wisdom. I think that is really good wisdom coming um, from somebody who's in that boat myself. So I would uh, I would definitely heed that that warning um, to to fi- you know figure it out you know your content strategy first, right? And you're you're getting yourself out there strategy first and building up social proof first before. Uh, dumping a whole whole bunch of money into Facebook ads because yeah they will take your money and if you really don't know what you're doing or you, even if you understand like I understand it but without the the month like I I would spend probably three or four or five times more money than like going to somebody who knows what they're doing because they have all that experience and that the 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 stats to back up everything that they believe to be true um and and to just go like okay i know what what to what to target here and how to go about doing it um yeah it's it's worth it but yeah it's one of those things where it's like yeah you need to you need to prove it to yourself that you're worth it first to your you know it's worth it to yourself to to make that commitment that you're going to put the that that content out there that you're going to um stay committed and it's not just like oh yeah if i could spend five grand or ten grand um and i could be a superstar tomorrow because i did facebook ads yeah no that's not gonna happen (sighs) maria and i got I think I got it right. You said it perfectly. 
perfectly. You said it perfectly. I'm so sorry. I will. I <laughs> will. I, it's okay. I will get the. I will get this right. I promise. Um. You you did already. You said it perfectly. Well, yeah, yeah but more than once, and not have to stop and think <laughs> about it every time I say. It. Uh, yeah. Maria, what do you <laughs> do? You have any last thoughts that you'd like to share before we wrap up? Yeah. So that's actually uh, what I just uh, alluded to. Mm-hmm. That you know, there's a time and place to uh, invest in Facebook ads. So for anyone who's still new to business and they don't have a steady cash flow, they don't have clients, you know, they don't have customers, I think it's much better for them to hold off on Facebook ads and then build their tribe organically and, uh, you know, just spend some time. So I always like to tell people that, you know, you can either invest time or money. So you've got to decide, okay? So what you've got with you, at the moment, whether you have more time or more money, you've got to make a decision based on that. So I think that's all I, I can say at this point. That, again, I, I think that is absolutely great advice. And, and literally within the last, like, 72 hours, I've been I've been going through this. Um, but, <laughs> Maria, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the Dreamers podcast. I truly appreciate it i'm glad that we were able to uh connect and i'm glad that we were able to find a time that worked for both of us even though you're in australia and i'm on the other side of the planet yep thank you so much for having me on and i apologize that i made you struggle with my name <laughs> so oh, many times no uh, not a, it's your name i was like no not at all it's, it's quite all yeah, right as long um, as you're okay with that- me butchering it yeah, no, that's totally fine. You, you you got it right on many, many equations. So that's perfectly fine with me. And also, thank you so much for, um, you know, uh, uh, allowing me to come on at this time for you because I know it's late for you. So thank you for that as well. Oh, it's not that late. It's only 8.46 p.m. at this point. But but it is getting later for me now that I'm trying to go to bed around 9, 9.15. Yes, so, yes. so it's quite all right, though. It was absolutely worth it. Um, and if you've enjoyed this episode of the dreamers podcast, please, if you want to rate and review, that's great. If you, you know, on iTunes, on, on Stitcher, we're on YouTube as well. Now, superjoeparter.com slash tube. You can get every episode of the dreamers podcast, but really, uh, you know, share this, this show with a friend, right? Share it with somebody that, you know, would get some, some like real meaning and, and value out of taking their time to listen to the dreamers podcast. I'd really appreciate it. And, um, I hope to, uh, I hope to have you on again, Maria. Mar- ah, ah, Mar- almost said, I said it wrong. Mar- <laughs> oh, okay. terrible, terrible. Uh, Maria, I yeah. would love to have you on again in like a year to uh, follow oh, up I- and see how things are going for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be my pleasure to come on again and speak to you. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Dreamers Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dreamers Podcast. Join us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dreamers Podcast. If you or someone you know would like to be a guest on the Dreamers Podcast, please send an email to j at jpar.co. This podcast is copyright 2014 by jpar.co.